0: Welcome to The Smoke Break. We are here on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m., as well as Pretty Dope Experience. Uh, this is going to be our first video podcast, so I'm so excited to Yay. bring it to Yay. you guys. Uh, we have some really awesome guests, uh, really awesome people, so can't wait to get it started. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Amanda Lynn Deal. Hi, friends. Carissa Dez. Hello. And Belinda Carroll.
1: Hi.
0: We did it. We did it.
1: Yeah. We're all
0: here. We are all here. We are all here. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Pride Month. Yay.
2: Um Hell yeah. And specifically Portland Pride
3: Weekend. Yes. Ooh,
0: Portland yes. Pride Weekend. Yes. Ayo. Wow. Okay. I'm
2: leaving. Right, I didn't even know that. I'm going to the Dyke
4: March right after this. <sighs> Hell yeah, we love dykes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, excellent, excellent. Well, hopefully there's uh, some stuff that you can tell me about. So you, uh, you're one of the founders, if not the founder of the, the Portland, founder. the founder <laughs> of the Portland Queer Comedy Festival. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what you do.
2: Okay. Uh, I uh i founded the festival in 2017 uh it's essentially five uh venues and then we bring 50 comics in from all over okay and then we sorry i have to take my sunglasses off um and then we bring um we bring 50 comics in and then we have 30 shows
1: over five days oh yeah uh yeah i got to go to that first one it was a lot a lot of fun it's super fun um
2: and then we have after parties and all sorts of stuff and then i think coming back in from the pandemic we're going to Change it. The, everything's going to change, but it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Awesome. So watch for that. But like it's not back. not until people are ready for okay. it to yeah. come back. Mm-hmm. So probably okay. like next year, I'm thinking, unless something crazy happens. Hopefully but not. which
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. for the course. Par for the <laughs> course. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The festival is really really cool. It was uh, the first uh, multi stage, multi day festival in the United States uh, that were, was comprised of queer performers. Wow. With the exception of the one straight show, mm-hmm. uh, which okay. I was on that no longer
0: straight, so <laughs> gay now. Now. that's made, how long it's been. <laughs> I,
2: I made people gay, that's
4: what happened. That's the goal, be right? On
0: that
3: show, uh, come near and, me, uh, you'll yeah. be gay with a straight for now, ear. now show. Yeah, it's like,
2: it's like, I don't understand why Jehovah's Witnesses go door to door because they could just like throw a big party and yeah. just invite yeah. people in, and then yeah, they'd be they'd like, go. Oh, we'll see. Like, show, yeah, I don't know how gay I am, but for the parties, I'll just like,
0: <laughs> um, so uh, you've been um, a performer for about how long as far um, as like performing stand-up
2: oh i was like
0: since birth <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> cannot turn it off um
2: i uh well no i started performing when i was like in elementary school they started pulling me mm-hmm. out of class to to get me to do you know before they had like music classes and stuff like when you were real young you know mm-hmm. and uh anyway but uh i've been doing stand-up since 2008 nice okay 2008 wow. okay yeah.
0: So, uh, I not I'm just curious. And I think that you and Des could probably both talk about this a little bit. Um, what's, what's been, kind of been your experience about being queer in entertainment?
2: Oh, I mean, where do you even start with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, uh, when I first started performing, I started performing in the nineties, uh, at a, a, underage gay club called the city nightclub. Mm-hmm. And the city was, uh, owned by Laney Swardlow. And there was several iterations of it. And the iteration that I went to was on 13th and, uh, uh, Burnside in uh, Southwest where Harvey Milk Is okay. uh-huh. so it was right at the tip Of the Burnside Triangle okay. mm-hmm. and so It was an underage gay club and then Friday And Saturday nights at midnight they had A uh, show okay. and okay. so That show happened um, Every week and so I was one Of the performers and then I ended up uh, Getting a title And stuff and so I performed like literally all the time. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in this kind of this queer enclave of and then at that time
0: Queer Enclave sounds sweet.
2: (laughs) That's my new band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Like do you guys have swords or Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
4: chainmail shirt. yeah yes. yes.
0: so,
3: yes. so
4: uh, how do I sign up for that? <laughs>
3: let's,
0: try, let's do it right
3: now. Okay. So, um, You're um, so uh object to find you, just know Um so
2: but yeah, so I grew up in that. So I grew up, you know, doing drag and I grew up singing and I grew up like in this club and um and then also uh you know, up and down Harvey Milk Street, Stark Street back then. Mm. And, uh, you know, and the, the gay clubs were really bustling here. So anyway, so my point being is that I didn't start performing for straight people until I started stand up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So and that was it's... like a completely different experience. because like, Real straight. Yeah. Because I was in <laughs> drag clubs. So like yeah. I, I was like, oh, and I was in Texas. And uh, oh wow, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and luckily I had a couple of friends that are uh still really good friends of mine that uh started with me who were queer too, so we were kind of like a band of queers, you know, yeah, but that's how I started getting to doing uh producing of shows because uh I had all this experience from the city nightclub and then I started stand up and then there were no gay shows in Texas like in in Austin at that time because this Mm. is like 2008, 2009. This is before they were weird. No. no, they were still claiming weird back then <laughs> They uh, claimed like, it yeah. anyway the, the gay community was really strong in Austin There was just nobody uh, like doing stand-up specifically Because sure. being a stand-up Obviously, it means talking about your life. and as a gay person, if you're talking about your life and you mm-hmm. are on stage, then you become a target. So yeah. um you have to be have really be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Definitely. you have to be really careful. Like I really admire um all the comics that came before me as mm-hmm. far as being an openly queer comic yeah. because there's a lot of comics that performed way earlier than I did that really put their lives on the line. totally to, like, yeah. even yeah. talk about it, which is why I'm so uh, passionate about stand-up is because it's the, it's the one thing where there's not metaphor. So you don't have like, you know, you write a song and like, oh, I love you and like whatever. And that's great. But like, is that specifically like, like super gay? Yeah, you yeah. yeah. love like, anybody. But yeah. if you're at a comedy club, then you're talking about every part of being gay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, uh, through talking about your life. And so yeah. it's like, anyway.
0: People um, can't
4: assume that you're gay. They they know because you're,
0: you're talking, telling you're like the story. am like, gay. Like, no, 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 no really. That was <laughs> my is, opening like, line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> So,
2: um, but yeah, so, um, uh, but yeah, so I grew up in like, in like a a very queer centric world. Uh, and I say grew up I mean come out And like whatever Not mm. like mm-hmm. physically And so I grew up Southern Missionary Baptist And so then I came out And then I went into like Queerland, And then I just lived there For a long yeah. time
0: Is that like mm-hmm. a city Or <laughs> Portland I too. wish <laughs> yeah, I would,
2: yeah Let's make queer, like queer land Are you yeah. out there so Let's do it It's like a do theme it.
3: park Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it <laughs> oh, Roller yeah. coasters I oh, got a band
2: yeah. And a theme park
0: so far um, if, I, <laughs> 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 if
2: I ever started A theme park And it was called Queer land People would be like, God, it would be so popular, that. it would oh be God so God. popular. God. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's my Dolly Parton uh, yes. theme park idea. Uh, <laughs> Dolly word, <every> <laughs> my Dolly Words Queer Land, yeah. and we all just are gay. Um, that's the tagline, and we're all just gay. Yeah. Um,
3: three ways you have to read it like that, <laughs> three yeah. ways, okay. yeah, you have to read it
0: and say it like that. Okay.
3: <laughs> Uh, okay yeah times. no that's uh, that's
0: uh, that's a really interesting experience like not a lot of people you know like i guess like you know having been somebody who like came out recently it's like i you know coming out in portland i'm just kind of like you know nervous and there's like you know being in the rap scene it's like there's definitely people who are like oh i'm not talking to that guy so it's like i have that rejection there
5: sure. but
0: i definitely i can't imagine you know the the fear of rejection and that would go into coming out in a place like uh you know texas so yeah it's it's oh, easy yeah. for
4: us in portland yeah but. yeah Texas, I def- like yeah. Austin, I feel like most people there are accepting of queerness. But outside of that, it's, oh yeah. Uh, well, I think it was. I mean, the same. thing
2: is, is that like I. That's where I. Li- I lived in Dallas, and then I lived in Austin. Mm-hmm. I lived in mm-hmm. Dallas for only a year.
5: Yeah.
2: Um and like Dallas, so I grew up here. So I came out here, but my mom was from West Virginia. It's a whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and so I grew up within like a like a West Virginia family, but we were here, and yeah. this is like you know the nineties or whatever. Um and then when I moved to Texas. Like, so I kind of knew what I was in for as far as like living in Dallas. I was like, okay, I know these people, so I know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And for, and s- sort of, yeah. But at the same time, like I wasn't comfortable enough, me, I wasn't comfortable enough to, to be out at work. Yeah. And so like way later, um, I did come out like after like I was there for like eight or nine months, but I really did like, like to hide it. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's the first experience I had with that. Cause I came out really young and I was always very politically active. And so I've always sure. been a very like a- aggressively act out person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And so that was really, really uncomfortable. Like learning how to like live within that mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
4: strange. Definitely. Um, so I can,
0: yeah. 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 Des, what about you? What's, what's been your sort of experience, you know, uh, either coming out or being in a place where it's more comfortable coming out.
4: Um, I've been out for a long time. Like my parents found out I was gay when I was very young and um, I came out in Walla Walla, Washington. Um, (laughs) Very conservative place, and I wasn't scared at all. Maybe I should have been more afraid. But um, yeah, in high school I had girlfriends, and everybody knew about it, and I was proud of it. and. guys enjoyed it. They were like, that's hot. So yeah. you know, it wasn't as it difficult well, for well, me. Oh, I, okay. made it was almost nice. easier for me. Yeah.
0: Nice. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah.
4: But um I guess, you know, publicly, uh not not everybody knew that I was that I was gay or queer for the mm. longest time. Like when I started live streaming, um, I was married and I had two kids. So people just assumed that I was straight. Uh but after I got divorced, I um Started slowly telling people about or like saying, oh, this this woman's hot or, you know, I'm kind of gay or whatever. And then- <laughs> so real subtle. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, like slowly. Dropping little hints. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, and then I came out as non-binary um, in uh, November of last year. Okay. And I didn't, you know, say it out loud or like on live stream or um, post about it or anything like that. But... I put it in my profile and I was like, if people see it, they see it. I don't think it's important for me to even talk about it. But then I come to the real came to the realization that maybe it is important for me to talk sure, about it. Sure. Um. To I hate saying this, but to normalize talking about your your queerness yeah. and so that other people feel more comfortable. Yeah, you hate saying that? because yeah, I, well. I feel like people say it a lot. It's normalized. Normalized is a normalized word term. Normalized is <laughs> so, normalized. Yes. normalized. <laughs> <laughs> it's cliche at this point. Um. But yeah, I I I've always been somebody who uh wants to be open about who I am so that other people feel more comfortable being open with who they are. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm so gay. And it's so awesome. And I'm so happy to be gay um, <laughs> and queer and in, in every way possible. Um, I'm also pansexual. So, Okay. I I don't know I don't know if I would say the gay I'm the gayest that
0: you could be but <laughs> 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 no, yeah. definitely have the dopest scarf here I will yeah. give you that uh, I helps. had a
1: friend that told me I love this I think about it all the time and he said it's the job of the artist to be your true self so other people feel comfortable being themselves so oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. artists are weird but like we mm-hmm. inspire people who probably wouldn't be comfortable being themselves but they see you know us performing or just being ourselves and being out in the world and they're like you know what like I really relate to that I don't feel comfortable doing that yep. but seeing you doing that, that. that makes me more comfortable inspires me to be more of myself. Yeah. So hell yeah, be yourself. Absolutely. Whatever Absolutely. it is, sure. be it.
0: <laughs> um so just out of curiosity like the the non-binary uh, portion of that. I just that's something mm-hmm. that I know less about. It's still I feel like is kind of like a new thing in the queer community or mm-hmm. at least it's something that's being more talked about so oh, more so now. talked about now. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say a right second. I yeah. think it's been yeah. yeah, I think it's been around for a while but as far mm-hmm. as like being talked about or being recognized. Um so what was your your sort of journey on that?
4: Well, I've always kind of pushed the boundaries um, you know, when it came to gender. Um I was on a boys baseball team when I was oh, 8, nice um, my dad's it. baseball team and he was like you need to be on a softball team with the girls, like these guys are going to be so much better than you and I I took uh-huh. that as um, challenge you know, I, yeah challenge I was like challenge accepted I'm uh, gonna be on this boys team I'm gonna try out and I was one of the best people on the team but then I was like you know what I would rather be around girls because
1: yeah. these guys stink mm-hmm. I'm better than that <laughs> no offense they're no terrible offense, but... <laughs> how do
4: they do um, they do I was, I was eight when I was on the uh, boys oh, that's team awesome. yeah, yeah. And, boys um, are
2: stinking yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't shower <laughs> especially not that yeah oh, no <laughs>
4: um, and then when I got a little bit older in my 20s uh, my dad is very traditional and he would say like you know the boys come outside let's drink beers let's barbecue and I would say hey can I come out there and drink too and they're like oh no he was like oh no the women stay inside and drink wine and uh, talk about books I was uh, like what? I don't stop like wine Just stop it. Books. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> so he was always getting mad at me about that but I've always been kind of pushing the limits mm-hmm. yeah. and um, like people call me a tomboy when I was younger I didn't Same. look like this I like dre- wore boys clothes and everything and my hair was always fucked up
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, it, was, it kind of like yours Thank
3: you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But
4: but yours looks better because you actually you actually brush it, and I didn't brush it. But it was yeah, it was like this. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to say
3: It's
0: fine, everybody can uh, finally see my hair and it's just like it's up. Bad. No, not
4: fucked up. Mine looks fucked up. Yours looks good. Mine was a bad afro um-
3: <laughs>
4: Bad afro would be a good bad
2: afro
1: That's Enclave Queer Enclave opening for bad
0: afro yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We've got a wow. tour, we're
1: gonna be playing at Greenland. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: no no i i appreciate you uh sharing just that part of your story with us because mm-hmm. you know i i noticed that your profile said you know they them and that was something that i always wanted to respect but mm-hmm. it's it's something that you know there's not really a place for me to ask about so i i'm glad that we have a space like this where we can you know just kind of understand where everybody uh where everybody's story starts and uh, not necessarily ends but continues from there yeah, we're gonna take yeah. a real quick commercial <laughs> break i like
5: listening to shady pine <laughs> Oh, I'm a big fan of Shady Pines, and um, I like that about myself, and um, a I'm a big fan of the DJs at Shady Pines, yeah, um, well, I like all the DJs mm-hmm. so much, but I especially like a salad with Nathan so O'Brien, I'm a big fan of beet salad. I like when they go beep 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 salad. A lot of great music on there. Um, they got a lot of good beats. And there's actually no salad involved. Just a little disappointed to find out that um, it's just beets, not salad, because I didn't have any lunch. It's a good show. It's on beet salad on Cheaty Pines radio. Beep, 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 beet salad.
0: That was horrifying. Welcome back to the smoke break. We are not playing that commercial anymore. I don't know who it's for. I'm sure their show is amazing. Holy crap. Uh, I'm your host.
2: I just feel like um, I probably need more therapy now and I kind of needed therapy before Uh, so
0: yeah I don't know wow well I'm your host your old pal Zane (laughs) here with the mandolin deal hello Uh, (laughs) Chris Ades
2: I'm Belinda Carroll who's been told to sit forward
0: (laughs) and talking to the microphone Um, and
2: also talking to the microphone
0: (laughs) so uh I guess on this part of it I, I wanted to talk to to all three of you um just about Uh, Let's call it aggressively straight people invading spaces. Listen, listen. all right, you already got it. Please take it from here. Um,
2: First off, the Jehovah's Witnesses literally will knock on your door. Mm -hmm. So that's about as aggressively straight as you can possibly (laughs) be. They will tell you that your lifestyle is wrong while at your door. Do you understand? Like invading your house. (laughs) And then they're like, you have a gay agenda. I'm like, I'm too lazy to have a gay agenda.
1: (laughs) You want the agenda, buddy? My agenda is a nap.
2: That's my agenda. (laughs)
1: He's uh, <laughs> trying to start a band and open a theme park, bro yeah.
2: I just want to do start a band base, and have a theme What?
0: I was just saying, do you play bass, bro? Play bass?
2: Yeah no. Yeah, uh, yeah. What were you we talking about? Aggressively straight people oh, yeah. spaces This like is in- the thing, is that I just moved to Los Angeles And my erroneous assumption Was that moving to Los Angeles And being a um, Zoftic lady uh, would be that the bro man would stay, leave alone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that has not been my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but the thing is is that they just come and sit at your table mm-hmm. and then you say, why are you sitting here? And then they say, uh, cause I'm straight, cause you're alone. And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to. and so, but they'll just like come and hit on you even though you are, actively not looking so for is that this like in
0: like a in, in a gay bar like you're you're sitting by yourself in a gay bar or is this just uh like in a bar in general just like they're they're invading space oh, no matter where it is or is it they're going this to is a space al- where you should feel safe well, i mean you should feel safe in every space but i mean like once when one, where you
2: this is all of the bars yeah. okay, okay yeah. gotcha. when That's i cool. went to the when i went to the last the last time i went to the gay bar um there was a dude who i think just is like trashed Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it was like a Saturday. Mm -hmm. But, and I think that he might have been identified as. Gay, if I would have talked to him, but I did not talk to him. But instead, hmm. he just grabbed me and started kissing my cheeks. It's COVID. Like, what are yeah, you doing yeah, right yeah. now? First off, I don't yeah, want cool. your drunk face in my cheeks. Yeah. You know, also
0: I
4: don't want a stranger kissing my cheek.
0: Yeah, <laughs> even people I know. I'm sorry. Or even oh, like, in my, like, my bubble.
4: Like, yeah. if you get this close to me, and I might punch you. And it
0: yeah. Yeah. Like
2: a, it's it just a reaction. It was both cheeks. It was yeah. And You're either like, European or I don't know
0: if people think because asshole. I'm
2: fat I'm cuddly, so they're like, oh, she's cute, I'll kiss her on the cheeks, like. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, okay. I've definitely had people, just uh, men especially, just kind of like insert themselves in conversations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, gross, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, like me and my friend were at a bar. It was like a karaoke bar. And it was like in Vancouver. And it was definitely like an aggressively like, I ain't gay kind of bar. Uh-huh. But her and I like went to a different like alcove of a closed business so we could talk like to each other and not be harassed or be in a loud space. And he's walked over. He's like, you're too pretty to be alone. And I was like, ew, <laughs> that's disgusting. And then his response was like, I just got out of jail. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you flirting with me? Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know just what to say. I was like, what the uh,
1: fuck does that mean? But he I just
2: feels choosy right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: for real. just like, what the fuck? We purposely went away. It's not even like we were in the common area. We went specifically oh, yeah. away yeah. and just like jumped in there and just be like, how's it going, sweet dicks? <laughs> it's like, worse now. It's going worse, worse yeah, now. You uh, really did. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah.
2: this was having such a nice day before this. Yeah. Um, you've ruined everything. If, you know, the thing is with that is that, um, for some reason they always think that they're enhancing your life. Yes. And I don't know yeah. why. It's like hecklers, them. right? Where they're just need yeah. like I'm, I'm helping. You no, know, I have never in my life <laughs> been walking down the street and saw somebody talking to another person that I did not know. Mm -hmm. I think to myself, you know what they need? My opinion. (laughs) They need need 100%. They just need all of my opinions, and we will.
1: Maybe I should hit on them. They're both crying and hugging.
4: (laughs) Maybe I should should kiss them on the cheek. Maybe that'll help. They look sad. I should kiss their cheeks. Oh, I just heard the word
1: cancer. I'm sure she can use some cheering up. Yeah, right? What? I can't cure cancer, but I can, I can hit
3: on you. Uh, <laughs> or no, I'm be a, a- really <laughs> gross pickup <laughs> Yeah, I'm in Vancouver Washington. You look like you need to be also, mansplained, too. Hey, <laughs> <okay>,
4: girl.
2: <laughs> I do know that early uh, blues songs are responsible for, like, 90% of the cheesy pickup lines that exist. Oh, yeah. Because really? I've, li- oh, yeah, I've listened to just a ton. This is the Democrats' fault. Oh, yeah. I just, I've just listened to a ton <laughs> of, like, 20s 30s 40s 50s blues oh blues me, you know? i thought you
0: said blue like blue as in yes oh. it's
2: biden's fault yeah. <laughs>
1: He Probably was doing street, that street harassment, harassment. <laughs> do something about it. No, um,
2: <laughs> no, uh, but blues songs because that, like, you'll listen to one and he'll be like, Hey, lady, did you fall from the sky? Because you sure are starry or whatever. <laughs> that's yeah. Pretty, yeah. Good. that's yeah. pretty good, that's pretty good. Sure, you know, and then I'm like, Hey, line. lady, <laughs> you know, and then I'll see uh, you alone. <laughs> <laughs> bom, 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 bom,
4: bom. <laughs> uh, I ha, so I'm gonna have go. this guitar with me. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. think I have this bass. Hold on a
0: second. <laughs>
1: Put on the sunglasses. Area. Uh what about but, you, Des? Uh,
0: what's uh, what's been your experience?
4: Uh with dating in particular, I was gonna talk about clubs, but um I wanna talk more about, you know, like the online presence of men. Uh-huh. A lot of times people oh, yeah. will just contact me on Instagram. And think that I want to talk to them, and then they keep saying she, her. I'm like I told you, it's they, them, and they're like, Are well, I don't, I person? don't, I don't really know anything about that. And I'm like, well, it's an easy Google, and they want me to explain to them <laughs> what it me- what non-binary means. They need you to educate them. And then, them. and then one guy, oh, he's probably watching or like gonna listen to this. Good. So I talk this to good. shit. Yeah. Okay. It. Okay. It's and he thing. said, he said after, after you get with me. You won't. You ew. won't have to worry about that stuff. You know what? You won't yeah, have to worry I want about him to watch this. queerness.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm
4: gonna wow. have sex with you. You know any who you are. No. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. go harder in the direction after i, was going. I get done with you, going. <laughs> wow. And I was you like, it's what? they, them, not oh. girl. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> they, them
2: if you're nasty. <laughs> so here's the thing: is that this is what drives me nuts: is that I am gay for the most part, right? But oh, sorry, I'm gay for the most part. But then at the same time, like there's been dudes I've been attracted to, right? Yeah. Guess mm-hmm. what? I don't do it. You don't want to know why? That shit. That's why. Yeah. can yeah, like, you just go. You you just with go that. Oh, <laughs> I'm not your. I'm not your trophy. Like yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what I did last night. You
1: know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Got like, one. So it's just like yeah, yeah. sex with a lesbian. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know you <laughs> this do. This person yeah. was so
4: queer um, After I got through with them, they're straight as an arrow, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of my partners have been trans,
2: like trans men who've transitioned. Okay. So I am attracted to masculinity, but man, that's that's the stuff that I'm just like not the toxic. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And also, don't Instagram me ever.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: ever.
2: Like, don't ever, ever do that. Don't at me. Yeah. Don't, yeah, at me. don't at me. Like, don't DM me. Don't like send me a WhatsApp. Are you doing something to yourself? Like, that's gross.
3: Something yeah. It's yeah. happened to me. Yeah. And, no, that's.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you have a WhatsApp, just don't be gross on. Yeah. What's up with that? Okay. What's <laughs> up with that, everybody? Uh,
1: what's the deal? Okay. what's oh. the
4: deal with WhatsApp. So for me, the last straw where I like went to it came out as non-binary was because men keep calling kept calling me lady or ma'am. Nah. And for me, it's so cringe for some. I would yeah. rather be called sir or mister than yeah. ma'am, honest. That's just me. Mm. Yeah. But that was the last straw for me. And people still like call me sweetie yeah. and like all mm. those little terms of One endearment of those when those I decide never weird. met them. Like, mm. It's like, don't call me sweetie if I don't know if I've never met you in real
0: life before. Mm-hmm. And even then. uh <laughs> yeah. even then. Maybe it's a consensual situation. Yeah, yeah. right. You go, hey,
2: if I call you sweetie sometimes? Yeah, <laughs> I was like,
1: those, are terms...
3: Sugar. No, <laughs> ed- <laughs> those <laughs> are terms
1: of endearment. And it's like, if I don't know you, like, you can't endear me. I don't fucking know
3: yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't endear
1: me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very
3: I got three names. Yeah. You can't endear me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: What's uh, what about you Amanda? What's uh, what's been your experience with uh, hating men? I mean Oh boy. <laughs> oh, we yeah. talk
1: Man, about this all day. We, have this all time. Time. <laughs> we don't have enough time But we for like that. you. We like you. We You're, really You're one of the good ones. Um, yeah, I mean I, yeah, just like I I don't like the condescending of the terms of endearment but also just like dudes thinking that they know better they know more and being that aggressively you know like stand-up comedies there's a lot of aggressively straight men or just like men lying to themselves you know <laughs> whatever but um <laughs> for sure uh but also like i mean zane and i had an experience where we were doing a comedy show and there were dudes and i headlined mm. and he featured mm. and they were like oh how do we get into comedy i want to do comedy and they were only talking to zane and zane was like talk to her she's been doing comedy a lot longer talk to a man and they she writes all my jokes yeah which is not real but we would like riff and like help each other write jokes sure. but I mean he was as like there's men that do put like a spotlight and make sure that your voice is heard, but there's so many times where I've been trampled on by other dudes who would be like, Oh, I've been doing comedy for two years and I'm standing right there and they wouldn't even acknowledge me. So it's like there is that that inserting themselves in a conversation, like other male comics or like dudes who want to do comedy that will refuse to talk to me about it because I'm a woman, so I don't know what it's like to talk about my small dick or whatever. Some
4: guys don't think that (laughs) women are funny, but the the
3: most dangerous
2: person to me as a Female comic, female ish uh, comic, is a straight white man who's never done comedy, but it's always wanted to. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. for some reason, they My friends like, yeah, those guys suck. Uh, <laughs> Honestly. They will 100% get so mad have been doing comedy for so long and they're like how long have you been they get mad about it and i'm like yeah. why because they've never had they never had the guts to and they it. feel like they it should have what you have for no
3: reason
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah and they're just like well i don't have that i'm like yeah you didn't get up at a mic for like a thousand times but i could if i did for- i'm yeah. the reason i'm not famous. White melt, anyway but yeah yeah uh, because those guys are, like, very entitled and very douchey. And I think it's the same guys that DM you. I think it's all mm-hmm. the same guys. I think so, too.
0: Yep. <laughs>
4: yes. No, for real. Any Any exact real? same guys. We narrowed it down. We narrowed <laughs> it down.
1: It's
4: 10. The <laughs> exact same 10 down. guys. It's exactly
3: <laughs> 10, guys. It's just 10
0: douchebags yeah. all
4: ruining it for the rest of you. Yeah. There's only 10 left. Only 10 <laughs> yeah. so.
0: only Such an 10. optimistic number. Such an optimistic number.
2: I'm just saying, if you're blaming your shit on a woman, then you may want to get therapy. Yeah. Um, sure. No, absolutely. So, but although, Ives. really, we were talking about this before the show. Everybody needs to get therapy. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. care who you are. If you're watching this right now, you need therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care. Like and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm so perfect. No,
4: nope. you're not. Nope. You're <laughs> the you pandemic, it more than you know, The sweetie. pandemic ruined everybody just a little bit. And mm. I was saying that I recently started taking antidepressants for the first time in a long time. And I first yeah. started – I started doing uh, talk therapy recently. And um, a lot of the people who were normal-ish are now kind of fucked up or, you know, toxic from, you know, the pandemic and what, what it did to them mentally yeah. so mm-hmm. now i'm almost a normie like I'm, it's evening <laughs> out and i'm like swing. wow i One feel of those normal bell curves, for the right? first yeah. time yeah. <laughs> ever in my life
0: yes.
4: welcome to
0: we're not failing because we're all failing <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're all going down with the ship yeah, so exactly. I might as well hang out uh yeah. <laughs> uh no and i feel like like so with the, with the pandemic like um it was kind of like and i don't know what your experience was but like I was producing stuff, and I was doing all the things. and uh, and then I was living with uh, the person that one of the people that organizes pride. So we were like all like festival house, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, buy everything and it was just like mm-hmm. this weird mm-hmm. so like that that was pretty traumatic for me and I, I already knew with your knew... thoughts <laughs> yeah and I already knew how to deal with trauma though so mm-hmm. I was like oh shit trauma okay what do we do and then you know you go into like trauma mode mm-hmm. and for me I go into crisis mode and I like I can fix the trauma but there's no fixing this trauma do you yeah. know
0: what I mm-hmm. mean yeah. and so
2: that was like a huge thing I
0: think the thing was that you know we, we realized how important it was to be able to sit with yourself because I think before that it was just like oh I had a rough day I'll just go hang out with my friends oh I had this I'll just go here. I'll just go to the park. I'll just go to the and it's like once distraction, it became distraction, distraction, exactly yes. once it became yeah. like you have to figure this out by yourself. Yeah. Like, then great. it was oh wow I guess I actually do need to take care of my mental health. So mm-hmm.
2: this uh, this woman tweeted at the very beginning of the pandemic I'll never forget it. She was like um you guys I just realized I'm nothing but going shopping and going out to eat. Like, oh that's my whole life. <laughs> that's know, like, that could be my whole life. We're going to
3: commercial okay okay break. <laughs>
4: neither here, nor there, everywhere, or nowhere at all, is the
3: here, the now, Go Town Radio. Tune in
2: Thursdays at 8 on
4: Shady Pines Radio.
0: back with the smoke break we were yeah. here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as yeah. pretty dope experience radio as well as spotify so yeah. you can check us out on all the platforms also apple music or i mm-hmm. we're on all the stuff yeah, so uh, go ahead and check us out this is one of my favorite parts of the show and that is the joke break mm-hmm. so uh we're gonna go ahead and draw one of these cards which you can now see for the first time oh that's backwards <laughs> All right, so, what's the most unlikely thing that has ever happened in your life?
1: Oh, wow.
0: Ooh,
1: okay.
0: man. Most
1: unlikely. These are real.
0: Who
4: starts, is it going out? I mean,
1: see. whoever wants who's to jump who's in again, unlikely? Yeah. I, yeah, I'll most say unlikely.
4: getting married to a uh, white cis male <laughs> and having two children, I never thought that I was gonna have kids, but mm, okay. uh, when I was 23 I got baby fever really bad and I was like, I need to have children right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind because I was always like a little punk, um, little brat who thought that I was never gonna get married or have kids. I wasn't one of those um, people who had a book with all of their wedding plans and everything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing until that's later. It's so
0: surprising because like whenever I see you, you know, like uh, sharing videos and stuff, like you just you look like you you enjoy it so much that you I, I wouldn't have thought. Well, that I it do wasn't enjoy it.
4: Yeah, I I like my kids. I don't really love other kids. <laughs> my fair. kids are great.
0: That's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's 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 really wow, okay fair enough all right learn a little bit about everybody here okay what about you belinda
2: oh um i was gonna say your brain makes a chemical so you like your kids um <laughs> yep yep oxytocin <laughs> if it wasn't for that um, <laughs> if it wasn't for that oxytocin yeah
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> leave them in a park.
2: <laughs> don't overturn roe v wade you guys <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let her be your no. Yeah, I'll uh, be a nanny. I'm a babysitter. I'll take care.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, wh- oh, you know what? One of the most unlikely things that ever happened to me um was I went to Vegas in 2008, and I ended up talking to these guys that were very colorfully dressed outside of a uh, venue where the Pointer Sisters were about to play. It ends up that they were members of George Clinton and the Funkadelic.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, sans George Clinton was not there, uh, and so we started talking to to, to him, and then. Uh about a half hour later I ended up singing I'm so excited with the Pointer Sisters on stage. Wow. <laughs>
4: wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's Hell yeah. Great. It was it was really Hell fun.
0: Yeah. That's, That's badass. Life
4: is wild sometimes. So oh it yeah
0: it is. What's uh, what's like your background with like singing? Is that something that you've like always been doing?
2: Oh
4: me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I was a singer before I was a comic. Uh I've been a um blues soul R&B singer for like a really long time. Uh mm-hmm. and country and stuff I can sing whatever. But um yeah, I really love singing. I actually uh I, I don't know if you've he- heard anything about the um vagus nerve and depression. Have you ever heard about it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, so there's a there's a nerve in your body it's called the vagus nerve and it's like literally, literally- yeah, kind of okay. like okay. your Las Vegas nerve. Okay. System, <laughs> <the alarm laughs> machine. You can just right. no, but, um, Uh but anyway, it goes through your body. It's a central nervous system uh-huh. a sympathetic nervous system thing. And uh it's activated actually by singing uh, and also humming and like a few other things. Okay. It's one of the reasons like, like chanting nerve.
4: It's like
2: yeah, it's one of the reasons why chanting is uh spiritually activating because okay. uh because you're activating the vagus nerve, they're looking all into it. You should Google it because it's pretty cool. I'm definitely going to. Um, but yeah, but but one of the things that's that uh is activated by the vagus nerve is activated by is singing. So anyway, so, um, so I've always been a really active singer. And then, um, a few years ago I read about that and then, um, I have just been like, like obsessively singing for not, like now for a few years, sure. but, uh, yeah. So anyway, so, uh, so, uh, anyway, so yeah. So I started with the bands and started, um, in Austin, I sang in bands in Austin and that's how I got into improv was being around like the, the sixth street kind of yeah, vibe right. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then i started an improv class and so i met a bunch of people tom booker was my uh improv coach and i met just a ton of people in, in comedy in austin and so i ended up doing stand-up blah 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 okay
0: oh, yeah. yeah yeah Great. no that's, that's all kind of led together sort of You're starting yeah, to yeah. i mean the it's only way that i got
2: background.
0: huh it was just like it was just a, a very wide entertainment background mm-hmm. like yeah was i think we're just doing one thing
2: I think it's because it's funny as I I tend to do one thing at a time. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, I'm now into dancing. I'm now into, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I think that, um, yeah, I think that I kind of grew up in here where in Portland, there's not a huge live music scene outside of like alt music or fair, indie yeah, music totally. and then um and then there's a lot of drag so that's kind of like how i got into like performing in like clubs mm-hmm. is yeah. through like drag and singing you know mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of been a slow yeah. evolution yeah so yeah.
4: did you do drag too were you like in the drag shows
2: yeah i had a title oh. so yeah so oh, i was okay. miss leather like way back in the day oh yeah wow. <laughs> maybe that's um, where i saw you and uh, I was like, you look familiar no this is like <laughs> back um You probably saw me through stand up, honestly, because um, this is back like in the '90s, like this is like '96, '97.
4: Yeah, I wasn't really watching drag back then, but (laughs) wish I was. I mean, (laughs) Um,
2: so, but yeah, so this is like '96, '97 that I did like that kind of drag, and then I did uh, drag at the Embers, which was on Broadway and Court Side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, like you know, in the early, you know, really the gay the gay community kind of like uh, there's a lot of things that kind of withered with the internet and being popular, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of them is like centralized gay spots, you know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. Like with mm-hmm.
2: gay bars that are like one offs, you know, or whatever, with like a little corner now, but like it used mm-hmm. to be that entire like all the way up to 13th and Stark was all queer, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I performed in drag clubs throughout like, you know, that area and stuff like that for years and years and years
1: before us that's cool though because yeah. it seems yeah. like one thing that you got into kind of led to another so they the all kind event. of like
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know like connecting too. the dots kind of it's yeah. cool i love, I love that. that when a door opens you just go
0: for it mm-hmm. and-, yeah. and then another one yeah then, yeah. yeah um <laughs> what about you Amanda? what's the most unlikely thing that has happened in your life
1: okay um i am definitely like a go with the flow kind of person like if something presents itself or if i want to do something just go and see what happens but i left Vancouver, Washington to go to Chicago to do Second City. And I got a job through like transferring Pete's coffee. I was able to have a job. And it was like 10 minute walk from uh, Second City. So I was able to do improv. So that all was just like stacked up perfectly and then um, I got a school bus and that was from someone, a oh, comic God. in Portland and like drove it like back to Chicago, lived there, drove it back through and my plan was to like tour and visit my sister for her 21st and uh, like live in LA in the van on the beach and that's what I wanted to do and of course the universe was like okay bitch and my bus <laughs> broke down back in Vancouver and I felt like a huge loser uh, just because that's not where I wanted to be and I was like you know I, I wanted to move forward I didn't I felt like a huge step back yeah. but then I ended up getting an apartment which was a remodeled complex that I used to live in my family first moved to Vancouver when I was 12 so I'm like right, literally right back where I started from <laughs> and and I just kind of fell in love with the Portland comedy scene which was nowhere on my radar at all and so it's just funny how you like you leave home to do all these wonderful things and then it brings you right back where you started and you can th- like see that as a loss but the reality is, is like no you did all those things to come back to where you started but as a better person with more experience Definitely. and more yeah. growth oh, sure. and more opportunity yeah. so yeah. if someone would have told me that when i was like in chicago i'd be like nah, oh i would have been such a brat
3: <laughs> and now i'm
1: just like oh silly bitch like <laughs> it's cute how it all works out so yeah, i'm yeah. grateful for those things that you would not have planned or maybe were resistant to because they do lead to some other part of you and your story yeah. Well, yeah
2: i agree with that yeah. um i when i moved i mean i know i just left portland so but um when i moved from portland to austin it was like that mm-hmm. like i came back with all of these new skills because i was i was producing shows in austin and stage managing and the the drag and comedy scene there at that time was just bustling it was really awesome and so i you know t- took a lot of musical improv took a lot of whatever took a lot of groundling stuff and like whatever
3: mm-hmm.
2: and the uh, tom is um got trained by Del Close. So he's like, he's oh, like yeah, second yeah. generation, mm-hmm. second city. Yeah, totally. I mean? And so uh and so I learned a ton from him and whatever. And so I brought it back. And then and then that's where, you know, I started producing shows here and like that's what led to the festival was my Hell yeah. You know it's all connected. Shows and stuff. And it all man, is connected. It really that's, is. That's kind of how I've always thought of entertainment in general for me is um, you know, everything is kind of interwebbed into mm-hmm. this one central point. But like mm-hmm. everything's kind of like you know, works together.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. all part of it. Yeah. Zane, what about you? What was your most unlikely? Hmm, my um,
0: my unlikely mostly event. Okay, here we go. Unlike my mostly? most <laughs> my go, most unlikely events. Um, <laughs> I guess was uh, uh probably about eleven years ago. I had gotten busted with crystal methamphetamines, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, <laughs> my life is over. And so I went to uh what is it like a drug rehab thing? And I was just like, I'm just gonna sign myself up because they're gonna make me go here anyways. And as I was walking out of there, there was this guy who was just like, hey, uh, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm walking out of fucking rehab, homie. Right? <laughs> well, how do you think I'm doing? And uh, he's just like, well, dude, I could either get you a job doing uh, stringing guitars down in um, San Francisco for like my uncle. Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And he's like, or I could get you a job teaching English in China. And I was like, man, I want to get out of this town, but I don't know if I want to get that far out of this town. <laughs> and uh, the more I thought about it, I was just like, you know what? Why not? You know? Yeah. Like, why not? Like, this is who, who, how many other people are going to get this opportunity, low alone this opportunity after what had happened happened? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, it was, it was just, it was such a, like, you know, things had to line up and you had to be in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and you had yeah. to be open to the experience for, mm-hmm. for it to happen the way that it did. Like, I, Never would have thought I. I remember I was in school uh, learning Spanish, and uh, my teacher told me I was an idiot and I was never going to learn another language. That's so, a nice I, teacher. yeah, not yeah. a nice teacher. Yeah, it was yeah, the same dude who is uh, <laughs> Biggie Smalls' teacher. like so mm-hmm. said said you'd never amount to nothing. Uh, yeah, it yeah. All a dream. <laughs> yeah, it was all a dream. Yeah, it was all a dream, and then I woke up but i i had he just wasn't very encouraging and i i hated languages for that reason um i'd never really had any plans of ever going abroad i never really had any plans on going to china especially and it was like twenty twelve, I remember. And I was like, well, the world's gonna end. I might as well, you know, oh, go somewhere cool when it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it did. So uh
3: oh yeah. yeah we all thought that was like gonna a, end then. That's I didn't right? it was gonna
0: end. Yep. yep. I was like, we're stuck here. The
3: Mayan I mean, calendar
4: yeah, yeah. is telling
0: us. Yeah.
3: I ended the world party
2: with Christine Levine that year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. But um yeah, it was I don't know, it was just it was one of those things where I feel like, you know, really you just kind of have to be open to uh just other possibilities because I feel like we just kind of get in our get it in. Our head that like things have to be the way that we planned them, and then when they don't aren't the way that we planned them, they're wrong. You know, instead of being Mm -hmm. different, they're wrong. And I feel like you know, just kind of being open to like, hey, this wasn't part of my plan, but this doesn't mean it can't be in an awesome adventure. It can't be something new, or it can't be. So um, I'm talking out of my ass. I freak out whenever anything goes different. I mean, you know, wrong. But I know.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like all of these experiences that we have, we've had. Um, have been positive, like these unlikely experiences that we've had, and we've, and and the key to that is you know, live, going outside of our comfort zone mm-hmm. and going with the flow yes. that'll lead you to a positive experience that you weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. open
2: to new things. This is made me sound like Oprah, but have you read uh, the Year of Yes?
3: Because <laughs> I <laughs> heard of it. I heard it was
2: good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing: is that you know, the more things you say yes to, I mean, think about your own safety and like your own like sure, plan sure. stuff. Like, don't just like be like yes. And yeah.
0: then, I'll yeah. go but, there. No gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but
2: then, think about <laughs> it and be like, oh, you know, yeah. I'd like to do this thing, and you know, um, and. and and say yes to stuff cuz like you'll be like you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't have thought at the beginning of comedy that i would have pulled off the festival that i pulled off yeah sure like like it just was it was it, like i grew up when i first came out uh i like there was still uh domestic partnerships mm, and so wow. uh and so i mean that was only i mean only, I only way you can really get. It. it was only 2015 when uh, gay marriage was legalized yeah Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, but when I came believe. out There was domestic partnerships yes. And New York Times wouldn't publish The domestic partnership announcements In the New York Times They mm-hmm. had a whole argument about it and they would not they would only publish marriage announcements. Mm-hmm. and that just made me mad. so when the um when the festival is written up in the New York Times, mm-hmm. that's made me really proud because yeah. that's yeah. a huge like a huge they, you know they wrote, yeah, wrote like two thousand words or whatever about you know about a queer festival. like that was a big deal, you know uh-huh. yeah. uh, but that's the that's the that's the the progress that we're making. But that's the thing is that now we're dealing with this whole Supreme Court thing. Yeah. Um, with yeah. uh, Roe versus Wade, and I do believe that they're probably going to overturn Roe versus Wade. I'm just preparing for it. If that yeah. does not end up being true, great. Um, but then also, but that then then undermines the the same sex marriage uh ruling as well um in a lot of ways which i won't get into right now um and so that really endangers a lot of different um rulings that they could then say are unconstitutional mm-hmm. and that they undermine the constitution so they therefore they are in seconds right uh illegal so yes so call your congressman yes we're gonna take a commercial break i just did the thing <laughs>
3: like,
0: stop that that's mine <laughs> <laughs> little nubbins it's me space ghost when i'm not rubbing
4: my tummy on a hugabumpin i'm listening to sack himself right here on shady pines
0: radio on a little medium we like to call Bridge city passages on thursday
5: night 9 p.m Bridge city passages on shady pines radio
0: And we are back with the smoke break. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with the mandolin Deal. Hi, friends. Chris Dez. Hi. And Belinda Carroll.
2: <laughs> Belinda Carroll, who stood up because they didn't know it was that short of a break.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, we we're actually lucky enough, we're at our very last portion. Uh, and it's one of my favorite parts. Uh, and it's just asking the question, what are you excited for? What are oh. you excited for? So Should've let's start been. with Chrisa, and uh, we'll move our way down.
4: Can we start on that side?
0: Uh, absolutely. Okay. Let's start to with the Okay. <laughs> and uh, we'll work our way back.
1: Okay. Um, I am excited for sobriety. It's only been like uh, I don't want to say it's only been because that seems like, you know, whatever. Undermining. It has been a successful. Um, it'll be two weeks tomorrow. Hey. Uh,
2: that's and
1: awesome. I honestly never thought that was something I could do with entertainment and yeah. with um the pandemic, definitely real hard in drugs and alcohol to cope with a lot of stress mm-hmm. and just uncertainty in life. And I fucking love it. And I know that, you know, Zane hasn't been drinking in, what was it, almost two years now? Yeah, a year and a half. Okay. And then Belinda, you've been sober for a while as well, yeah? Seven years. Seven years. Fuck yeah. Uh, And it's uh, nice to have those people in my community. I don't know, Des, if that's something that.
4: I was sober for six months. Okay. Yeah. You're Whatever. You're and, I went through several times <laughs> of being sober for like six yeah, same, months.
2: Yeah.
4: Same. Time. I need like same. a year then,
1: sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Depends on. And we all, you know, kind of take like those those breaks. So maybe it's forever. Maybe it's short term for right now. I don't actually know, but I just know that it, I'm just taking it a day at a time, and so I don't have like a specific goal. But in the past, I was like, oh, sober October. It's a month, but I couldn't do it for a month because for some reason that you time thing, fuck. Well, that there's time thing kind of fucked me up because it was like, yeah, it's a pressure thing, and also I would feel terrible. If I didn't go the whole month, like I would go ten days is the longest. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is about you the longest
2: pressure on like exactly the goal, and then if you don't reach yep. the goal, then, then you like, feel like yeah. a
1: loser or a failure. And to me, it's like it's just about taking a day at a time, and also proving to myself that I still can be funny, I still can be social, I still can have fun, I still mm-hmm. can go to parties, I can still be with my friends, and I don't need but it. Can you dance? Oh fuck yeah! Huh? I went to a okay, dance. Okay, uh, yeah, damn, I, I went to comedy prom last <laughs> Sunday uh, and fucking <laughs> cut a rug. Maybe started some <laughs> dance parties. So I
2: uh, am a better dancer. And I also am a better socializer, Mm. and I also am funnier, and I'm Mm. also more productive, and I'm also more successfully productive uh, without alcohol. Same. I've been noticing Um, that as well. Yeah, and that's the thing is that so you'll have – yeah, you just – you develop as you go too. So it's like whatever you feel right now, you'll feel like – 10 times that. Oh, I'm so excited. Years, I'm you know feeling that mean? every
1: day is every day. I'm feeling that kind of build up. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Thanks. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll have a good time. Like, I feel like I I got sober seven years ago. I'm only standing up because my foot fell continuously.
1: <laughs> and because uh, you're the front man of our hey, band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is. You like, actually
3: do look like a band. I yeah, think I know. need to explore it. this a little exposure. more.
1: This yeah. is
2: queer exposure. <laughs> I'm about to flash my tits, but it might be inappropriate.
4: So I mean
1: anything goes, right? That's a what you video said. Podcast. I know. All <laughs> right. I'll relax.
3: Uh,
2: but anyway, so yeah. I, I just, you know, I found that like I'm I'm seven years sober in October. Oh, yeah. And uh, I didn't do sober October, I did You're gonna die October.
3: And then, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, And uh,
2: and you know, and the thing is is that you know, you have a good time until you're not having a good time anymore, you know? Yeah. And, uh, sure. and so, but but then I realized like there's so many things that change as far as like just i can hear better and there's like a lot of neurological reasons for this but like Mm. i can hear better i feel like i have a better ear musically uh i feel like that i have a larger cognitive ability Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that like you know you don't wake up with hangovers and stuff you know yeah um so i enjoy that
1: yeah yeah what are you currently excited for belinda well, I'm going to
2: celebrate seven years sober in yes. uh, October. Hell yeah, Yay. that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, I am doing uh, Dyke March right after this. That is so true. As soon Hell as I yeah. leave here, I'm going to go downtown, downtown Portland at five thirty, at NATO Parkway and and and. Harvey Milk. We're not live streaming this anyway, so it
3: doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, yeah. But so you, you,
2: you missed a party, so yeah. 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 <laughs> or, or you'll see
3: Belinda <laughs> there, and you were there. Yeah, exactly. You that can, like, you can see there. There. Say hi yeah. in retrospect. I don't yeah,
0: know. Exactly. <laughs> <Say hi laughs> in the well, past, girl. Yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh? Was what it? What exactly had you so excited about going to this uh march?
2: Oh, it's the first march since
1: 2019. Oh, yes. That's
2: huge. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't have we didn't have any pride, so we had. The first year,
4: nobody uh, was a... proud
1: for.
4: <laughs> 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 oh, we ashamed of life. Yeah. <laughs> and the oh, I'm telling you. The, pandemic, the, the, the <laughs> pandemic
2: is the first time <laughs> I've ever lived like I was straight. Like, because there's no gay bars, there's no nothing. Cottage court. And I'm that's telling you, no, that was <laughs> the mean, most look boring shit I've yeah. ever experienced, man. I was like, do not take being gay away from me because that's apparently the only excitement <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I was just like, are you serious? Like, every day you got to just go to work and come home? Like, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah. Have
3: a garden. Straight bread. Straight bread? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you straight mean Straight that? bread, it says straight bread on the <laughs> package. Like,
1: like that yeah. gay, gay bread? it was cool. I
3: even this bread is straight.
4: <laughs> <like, laughs> God damn it, <laughs> White
0: and straight, <laughs> I fucking hate this. it's all gluten, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome, man. that's awesome. What about you, Des? What are you excited for?
4: Well, like I said, I recently started taking antidepressants and started doing talk therapy, and I'm feeling great. I haven't been depressed in over a month now. Yay, that's wonderful. Um, And I'm just excited to do the things that I have been doing already. Um, but with a different mindset oh, yes. and uh, not well. feeling like shit while I'm doing them. Yeah. Um, another thing that I'm really excited about is um, Zane recently quit his job. Yes. Are you okay with me yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, So now we get to go to shows together and network um, with artists to yes. um, get on our show off the cuff, which is also something that I'm excited about. Yes, Check it out. always.
0: Actually, you can't plug that show on here. No, oh, just shit. No. No.
4: We can. We can I'll allow. But yeah,
0: it's that's what I'm rip- excited Amanda.
4: about um, being able to go to shows, being able to talk to artists and yeah. and all that.
0: So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And uh yeah, I saw you were at a show last night.
4: Yeah, Starfucker. I got tickets last oh, minute. That and sounds uh fun. I love them. yeah, I i wasn't gonna do anything, but I was like free tickets, gotta gotta go. Gotta sold, go. It was sold. amazing.
2: That's how you do most things.
4: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, honestly
0: it's saying Yes. Being like the like, tickets yeah. free? Great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> No, that's super dope. That's super dope. Um, Zane what are you excited for? I'm excited for. I'm excited to have quit my job. Uh, yes, yay. I yeah. love encouraging people to quit their jobs. Yes. You know yeah. that. Quit
4: your <laughs> fucking job. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm all about especially it, especially if you're a police officer. So <laughs> yeah, <Is> that <laughs> you especially. Is that <laughs> pay oh, pay absolutely. Pay?
0: Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> actually sponsored by the PPD P- uh, ah. by a I quit.
4: <laughs> yeah. For- <laughs>
0: Um but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Amanda had encouraged me a couple of years ago to uh to quit my last job cuz I was I was working at the same place the carpet cleaning place and she uh, she goes hey did you come here to uh to clean carpets or to perform and I was like Good points. Uh, yeah, because you're working yeah.
1: late nights. You're working in the graveyards a lot of yeah, times, graveyards. and you were tired and stressed out, and yeah. couldn't get time off work. I'm still it's stressed like out and
0: tired, yeah. but uh, you know, yeah. on my own time.
1: <laughs> no one stresses me out but me now.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the reason. <laughs> Not this fucking job. Not these no. shitty carpets. Well, for real, it was just like I was. I was fighting. I was fighting with my friend uh, Taylor, uh, and we were we were just getting. And he used to be on this podcast, but we were getting in these fights. And I'm just like, Why am team, I getting yeah. stressed out about this job? when it's like this job doesn't care about me. You no know shit. I mean? They'll like, replace you. Why just like the carpets. So- we Why you. do I care so much about why do I care so much about something that doesn't care that much about me? And mm-hmm. it's I, I think it's just kind of reallocating your your time and your energy and putting it into things that, you know, you are getting a return in energy. You are getting a return yes. in uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just just getting so much more back from it. So um I'm excited for that. That was really dope. Uh last night, yeah. uh, Amanda uh, Amanda Taylor Ryan Bigsby and Logan Lockmiller, uh, we all went to my hometown. Piled um, in
1: Zane's car. I was sweating in all these boys. Yeah. yeah. His, yeah. All and of them in my backseat. Seat. Yeah. Uh, Where do you own know? them? Oh, yeah. I didn't. I bought some at the gas station, Belinda. Yeah. That's real. She I was like, this is for you guys. Station. I put some under my tits and everything.
4: Uh, <laughs> and I I just sweat with it. I'm like, you guys don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that thing
1: at the movie theater. Like, I put my yeah, arms around both of them. Aaron Behar is just tickling their shoulders. What's wrong, guys? Does that make you uncomfortable? room now. <laughs> just man in the middle I scene. Mean,
4: you probably happened. That's probably happened to you a lot. Yeah, so why yeah, not
0: get yeah. back? Absolutely, absolutely. Return the favor. Evening yes. it out. Um, a pretty cool energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we did that show, um, and here's the deal. Like, I didn't honestly do that well, and probably the last couple sets since I've quit my job have not gone that well. Which the I pressure, think is almost probably. Probably I think it might be the pressure, but I think that it's, you put on yourself. Yeah. Well, I think it's just it's almost like more important to like. We have this idea of like how it's all supposed to work out. And I think when we finally start putting all of our energy into something, it's like, okay, well, now that I'm trying entirely, I'm going to get that energy back. And it's like, you need that energy to not be returned. So that way, you know how much you want to do it. You know. Oh, that's
2: it, an interesting
3: concept. Mm.
0: Well, I yeah. because it's like if if everything were just going my way, then I'd be like, Yep, everything's supposed to, but it's like because I had like a bad you know, a bad set for lack of a better term. It wasn't um, bad, but a you bad were nervous set,
1: yeah. That I could tell.
0: I had I had a not not a great set at Amanda's other mic, and then I had a not a great set when I went to uh Burns or whatever, and it was just like I, I don't know, I just needed to be like, Okay, this doesn't this isn't perfect every time and that's the most important thing that you have to know, like, especially with comedy, is that like you don't kill every single single time you know sometimes there are bombs and you have to just you have to just accept that and be like that's part of the process
2: well you have to like you have to bomb in a way because i've definitely bombed and Mm -hmm. it's painful every
0: Mm -hmm. time yeah
3: um and in
2: fact i bombed my last set right before we went into lockdown because i was so i mean first off there was like six people in the venue Mm -hmm. everybody was sitting like way far apart everybody's all freaked out you know yeah Yeah. um scared of each other scared (laughs) of everything you know and um uh Excuse me. And even that, even that time I was like, I'm done with this now. Like there's a pandemic. Uh, this is happening. This set sucks. So I'm done, you know? uh And so I kind of went into the pandemic that way, just thinking like I'm done. And then, um, and then I did end up that it was not true. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because I've talked to so many comics who were like, "Oh yeah, I quit comedy for a while." I was like, "Was it during the pandemic?" Yeah, mm-hmm. we and all like, yeah. For and a I'm minute. like, "Well, that's not quitting. Yeah. It's just like being forced to stop." Yeah, yeah. that's 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 taking. Did you do the Zoom shows? I did, um, I did I one. I was of gonna them. ask about that. So painful. I didn't so. like it. Zoom, Zoom, I felt
1: like so. bombing into the void. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bombing is hard yeah. enough. I couldn't. I couldn't hear people laughing, and that's like a big part of it. Is like you kind of feed off that that noise. And yeah. if you can see their faces moving like I guess that's a laugh but if you can't I don't know it I didn't like yeah. it
0: or you can just see them staring at you so mm. Yeah <laughs> So
4: I feel like a lot of comics were at home kind of harnessing their energy and using all these bad experiences hopefully to write jokes. Is mm-hmm. that is that true? I didn't
1: write shit. I didn't do shit. Uh, <laughs> I just drank and did drugs and fucked a lot, I'll be honest. Um, but, did it,
4: but did it help but, you with content now in your, um, in your show? So you're like, that was really shitty. Now I have something more to talk about. It helped me or? lean into
1: my weirdness, my natural mm-hmm. weirdness because like Same. I was homeschooled. I always make voices for my pets. I made a whole like voice and character and life for my dog and I still no. it leads into everyday life. It's but like, I know. Should I know. Do, like, that. do a cartoon someday. Yeah, no, know. for real. And I've thought yeah. about that too. Too, but it just like, it made me kind of like, I, I wasn't, sca- I was scared of the world, but I was, I didn't have the judgment of other people. So I was able to mm-hmm. be like my dorkiest self. And I think that well, was actually kind of really fun. healing. So I think
5: most people started did you work talking to
2: them themselves pandemic? for the first no, time. For sure. I did. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't do the $600, uh, unemployment. I don't know why. And, yeah. uh, I was enough that government cheese, baby. I decided, <laughs> uh, no, I decided to, uh, I decided I worked for Roldama County for the homeless shelter, um, which was great. I I really enjoyed it, but I didn't get to stay home for the... Whatever. Oh, for the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I should have been like, yeah, but...
0: No, I, I actually I tried to file for unemployment and then uh it didn't go through and they weren't it was like, Oh, type it back in again and I was like, you know what, I'll go to work. Yes. Too lazy to get unemployment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're so. like, I'm
2: not jumping through all these hoops, yeah. I'll just go to work. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. No, I was
1: like, I've worked three jobs my whole life, I'm getting this fucking money. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mama needs a break. <laughs> no, 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 for
2: real. And I did get a little bit of a break, but not very much. But it was like uh uh a, a big um adjustment for sure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) we're gonna be like yeah but uh it's gonna be interesting to find out what happens next oh yeah
1: Yeah, there's so many things coming and going with the flow is a big part of it i think like is that something zane and i tell each other especially Mm -hmm. during like festival season or like competition season is just have fun and Mm -hmm. like you were saying that show in eugene you didn't have high expectations you had fun crushed it you had high expectations for your hometown show last night Mm -hmm. you were nervous and that's why you felt you didn't do your best so Mm -hmm. just have fun be open Keep your
2: expectations low yep. and keep just your fun, fun high. Yep. <laughs>
4: high. No expectations. expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Go with the flow. Step Zero's out of your great. comfort zone. Everything steps above that. Yeah, yeah, what I learned is just like I said, stepping out of your comfort zone, going with the flow, like yep. you guys said, uh, yeah. will get you places. Don't yes. go too far out of your comfort zone like I did and have to <laughs> reel yourself back in. But that's okay. No, it like happens. Learn by experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. This
1: Absolutely. has been such a fun episode. I really
4: appreciate yeah. it. great yeah. time. Thanks, Thanks for being on here.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you both for joining me.
4: I was kind of nervous to, you know, help or to be a guest on a show because I'm so used to being a host. A host. So I was like, I don't know. I yeah. but It was really yeah. fun. I had a lot I, of fun. I always yeah. love to
0: hear that about the episode. So yeah, thank you both for joining me. This has been the Smoke Break. This has been our first video episode to so check yeah. out on YouTube if you're not already doing that. I've been your host, your old pal Zane, here with The mandolin Deal. Bye, friends. And Krista
3: Chris it nice. is. And Belinda Carroll. Hi, bye.
0: <laughs> thank you guys. We'll see you next time.